And welcome back to episode two of... We've got a new name. We've got a new name. Basically, just because of the word dildo, we're just we not sure... dildo on here, but... We're just not sure it's going to really work on Google and everything else. So we changed the name. It's actually one of the girl gang came up with it. I would love to say her name. I wish I'd screenshotted it. Um, but she suggested that we call it... Say, say what? what? Say what's. Say what's. Because obviously our second name is what's from Jack, from Say Getting Married. I really like that. Yeah, Say What's. I think that's really us. And because we're doing this together, it makes sense. Yeah, we need something that basically, when I was trying to upload the podcast to podcast today, mm-hmm. and it was saying like, you can't use swear words, and you have to basically use a different word. So we're starting again now. Say What's. Welcome back. Thank you for such a positive response on the first episode. Yeah. I think it's going to get better as time goes on. I felt myself that I was sort of kept on turning to Taylor and my voice kept on going in and out. So I'm going to try You're to be so more, hard on yourself. more you rigid. You just always come across amazing. I also look back of the video and realise I've got a bit of a whiny voice <laughs> and a face you'd like to slap. <laughs> you are so <laughs> horrible about yourself. Well, here we are. We're back. Thank you for the positive response. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get straight into it. We have Gigi. I feel like I'm on a radio. We're going to get straight into this next song. Um, we have Gigi Dilemmas today. Um, I feel like some of the... This is quite like lighthearted at the same time as being like Dilemmas, which is obviously a bit of an oxymoron. Like We're talking about Dilemmas, but we're going to make it quite lighthearted. So if you are somebody who has sent one of these in and we say something that's maybe not as yeah. serious as you wanted it, it's not just a great, bit of, yeah, Exactly what I was saying. Just a bit of fun. The idea is that it's a bit of fun. Dilemmas can be quite serious. Yeah, we're going to try and make them not so serious, but also give you a little bit of like fun, lighthearted advice on them. Yeah. So if I'm it goes go... wrong, do not call up, call us <laughs> up and say, what on earth was that advice? Yeah, uh, take take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one is actually for Jack to answer. So okay. this person is saying, my partner's family are going to flip when they find out that we want to elope alone, which means, Jack, elope means, I had to Google this. I have no idea what it you're going It means about. they want to go off and get married on their own. So obviously without the family and stuff, but she's saying that her partner's family are going to flip. She wants some advice on that. Um, Okay. So what you're trying to say is they basically don't want a big wedding and they just want to go off and get married. They just want to do it themselves. Well, that's kind of what we did actually. Yeah. And our family flipped and we're still not speaking to them now. So (laughs) (laughs) bail on that idea. Just keep your family happy. (laughs) But they weren't, they weren't happy, any of them. They would have all preferred us to have no, a wedding. They but... weren't basically unhappy. They basically were just like, oh, oh maybe we can come. Maybe, yeah, like, <laughs> maybe like each maybe family not. member was like, oh, maybe I, I can come. <laughs> yeah. Right, just me. My mum was like, what about just me and dad? And, um, but ultimately, we, bas- we will actually do a podcast on our wedding and why we chose to do the wedding we- the way we did. But in summary... We're just not, we we get so easily cringed out and we just didn't want it to become, it was either going to be when we first met a really huge wedding, which was like the initial kind of thing, or, you know, it would have been nothing at all. Didn't want to do anything in the middle. And the last few years we've thought <laughs> nothing at all. We just wanted to get married Yeah, and we were applying a lot of pressure to ourselves. I was applying a lot of pressure to to myself regarding getting the ring and proposal and all of these kind of things. We, and then it was just dragging on that long. <laughs> yeah, it was dragging on. We were thinking if you're going to get a wedding venue, a wedding venue, you're again, you're another couple of years away at the time. 
yeah. we wanted to invest our money into into our houses it was all just becoming overwhelming and ultimately we just wanted to be married together yeah. but then I guess the question would be well we got married why did we get married well do you know what should we answer this on a different podcast because the other questions I'd say is why did we get married well it just kind of ties why in why did we get it, married it just kind of ties no in family there like, yeah why not like some people have have said oh why didn't you have well, no one's really said this I'm making it up but people are probably thinking they why have, didn't you just have, have your that. mum and dad there I do, yeah like, the thing was know, if you have your mum and dad then you know my sisters would be like oh can't we come and then you'd have to have your you know your mum and dad and your brother and your and it was just like one of those things where I just wanted I just didn't want anyone to be there we didn't even want a witness to be there but no, you needed we had to, have a, to have a witness yes so so we ended up having my um best friend and her husband which honestly I wouldn't say oh I'm really glad they came like I wouldn't have wanted anyone there I was so scared I know there's only two people there but I was still it was absolutely awkward. sweating it was I awkward was so scared we it still e- felt like we weren't even ourselves when we were having to look into each other's eyes I thought I don't really know this yeah, person I was like I felt out. weird I, I was I couldn't control we were sweating. my sweat and I, and I was, like patted you awkwardly on the back. It's just yeah. And I said, I don't know if you've ever looked into someone's eyes for like three minutes straight. It's, it's just awful. It is so scary. <laughs> no, I'm so this is like person. someone who I've like <laughs> lived like... with for eight years, and we couldn't even look at it. It was just. Odd. I was like, which eye do you look into? Yeah, I was looking to the left, and I was like, she must be thinking, why not looking into the right? So then I was looking into the right, and I was like, oh, I'll just look at the nose, and I was like, oh, I'm panicking. <laughs> and I was so scared, the whole thing. But yeah. after I was absolutely elated and it gave me the feeling that I imagined it would. And then that progressed over time as it sank in. I like, yeah, I it, think it, it within, gave me everything I ever wanted After from six it. months, we felt everything. like we were married and it's nice. And now we say, I say we say at least once a week. Oh, I just love being husband yeah, and wife. Yeah, absolutely love, love it. Love being married. Best thing ever. Back to the question. So, anyway, so the question, what was the question? The, the family's going to flip. Look. I personally I think... I thought this question was for me. It is. Shall I give my opinion? <laughs> no. Okay. So, I would say, ultimately, I think with a wedding and things like that, you have to be, I would say, selfish in a way. Like, the day so. is for you. It's something that you're supposed to be happy with doing. It's supposed to be your best day in the world. Like, obviously, a load of people, and traditionally, you'd share that with other people. But if you don't want to, like you can't on your biggest day of your life or one of the biggest other than, I guess, children, um, try and make other people happy, then I don't believe that you're doing it right. No. I think you should just definitely proceed. And they should understand that, explain it to them, just say, we, this is what will make us happy. If, you, if I said to anyone and said on their day, this is what's going to make me happy, how could I ever say, well, I want to go, you know, then... You, that would say a lot about that person because if they t- turn around and said to me this would make them happy then that's all I'm and if there, there becomes for. then like falling out and well we're not going to talk to you then that that becomes a whole different story that becomes like manipulation yeah it becomes like well because you've chose to do this and because you're not inviting me I'm now going to manipulate you by making you feel bad or by saying a certain thing into 
almost trying to convince you that you need to do it my way, which is, it's nothing to, your wedding is nothing to do with you, with anybody, but you and your partner. And me and Jack were very much on the same wavelength, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we couldn't have been more on the same wavelength in terms of like saving money, not wanting people watching us, not wanting to do all the traditional stuff. Like, we ran out of that registry, didn't even go home because we didn't <laughs> want everyone to be like, oh, congratulations. Well, yeah, we, we weren't even, we weren't even, we were living in a hotel at the time actually um, because we were waiting to to move into our rental this was obviously last year and then we just literally went straight to Birmingham for a day of shopping stayed at a a hotel came back the next day because we just wanted to avoid all of the like and I would say like we get on with all of our family and friends a lot and And we see our family more than probably most people yeah and what I would say is obviously they initially showed um, that they're slightly upset, like, oh, I really wanted to go. But after, as soon as we explained it to them, they're like, totally get it, enjoy your day. And then after, you know, when we've seen them and so on, People it was just do, absolutely normal. Yeah. And do you know what? The thing is that I would say with the wedding is I'd hyped it up for like 10 years or however long. And then once it's been and gone, it's an unbelievable memory, but then it has just gone and you yeah. move on and you, you're married and you're on to the next step of life. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I think the right people they might be a bit upset because they've got an ideal of what it's going to be like to watch you get married out of a place of love but out you know once they like understand you and they know what you want out of the day they will get over it even you know like my mum is like the mum of all mums she's like the best mum ever and not as good as my mum <laughs> and she wanted really like you know you couldn't imagine a person who would want to be more involved um and she I could tell she was a little bit upset and you know things have got back to me through my sisters and <laughs> things like that but in the end they they do just get over it and if it is if there is someone who is not going to get over it then I'm sorry to say but sometimes people like that just kind of show their true colors because again it, it then comes down to manipulation so yeah, show them this podcast if they kick off yeah and in so in anyway, my opinion don't uh, be worried about people flipping like if the partners are gonna if the partner's parents are gonna flip family are gonna flip whatever let them flip it's your day this is the one time in your life as well as having children well not it's not even the one time in your life why am i even saying that you can be selfish in your life it's she's basically me- repeating what i've said no but it's necessary for you Parrot. to do <laughs> it's necessary for you to do what you want to do in your life and don't worry about what other people think also like I know a lot of people and this will perhaps be very contradictory because I know a lot of people will like spend 10 years saving for their wedding and will want to spend a lot of money on it and stuff but for me I just love that the next day it was like oh it's done but we actually don't have anything to, to like pay we don't you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, we didn't spend a lot of money. It was £141. Yeah, and it was the same. The registry. I mean, I haven't got a ring yet. I will get a one. And I have one, but the stone keep one. that was like, two, it was €135. Euros. Yeah, the stone so keeps rolling around. <laughs> we're really happy with all of the decisions we've made with that. We and, are. Um, yeah. Okay, the next one is, yeah. um, hmm, which one should we do? So this one says, my partner fancies his mum more than me and we're in competition with each other. I think she's saying that in a way, not that her partner actually fancies his mum because that would be weird. <laughs> I think she's saying it in a way like he, she, he puts her first over. Yeah, it's got to mean that, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it means that. Um, Unless he's got a really hot mum. <laughs> he just cannot resist himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> 
<laughs> How do you feel about your mum? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think she feels that she, the mum's obviously coming first. He's obviously making decisions yeah. that were, you know, the mum's being put first in this situation. And personally, when I think of that, I'm like, oh, like I'm, <clears throat> I would not like that because I do think, yeah, family first in in situations. But when you've got a partner, there's got to be, there's got to be a line. So basically. The question is that... He's basically a big mummy's boy. He's spending, what, more time with his mum and putting her before the Yeah, but then there's another part of it where she now feels like she's in competition with the mum, which is not a nice situation to be in, is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a nice situation to feel like you're in competition. It's not a nice feeling to feel like you're in competition with anybody. That's actually never a nice feeling. So to feel like you're in competition with your partner's mum, that is not a nice situation and I would say like have you spoke to the your partner about this I'm guessing that you have because if it's come down to a situation where you feel like you're now competing with their mum you you must have said something by now but for me I would be like I can sort your shit out yeah I guess the the answer I guess the answer to most of these questions is good communication yeah so I would literally communicate with your partner how you feel and obviously hopefully he understands where you're coming from and because maybe maybe you've not communicated to him yet and maybe he's just oblivious i don't know the situation fully but i'm sure if you've got a good partner and you say to joe what this is really stressing me out um i feel like you know this woman is getting put well not this woman your mum's getting put before me and explain all the you know some maybe real life scenarios i think a great partner would be like okay I think a great way to angle it as well is as you saying it to your partner. I don't want to feel like I'm in competition with your mum because it feels like me and your mum can't have this real nice relationship because instead we're in like competition with each other. And so instead of us having this nice relationship that I want to have that you clearly have with your mum, I now feel like I'm in competition with her and it's not a nice feeling. I don't want to feel like that around your mum. So can we like set a, like some boundaries here? Can we like figure it out? Like it, I don't think it's nice to feel like you put a second. I feel with your partner, you should be put first. Obviously if you have children, your children always come first. Um, and that's something that we've got to come. But like your partner should always be put first. Like your partners because your partners, you're together you should compromise you should communicate um yeah totally agree you just need to communicate it and you know if it doesn't i mean that is it's a hard one and it's not nice to feel like you're in that situation within laws either so i feel like that actually really needs to be solved yeah i guess we need some more information as well because it would some real life scenarios and how long they've been to see were they married did you say i don't know partner it says yeah okay well i think you've handled that yeah. one really well next one Some great advice today <laughs> this one's for you it's oh, definitely not oh for me <laughs> oh no how to talk through an argument without shouting okay this is great this you've asked the right person so buckle up your seat because i'm going to give you the answer i basically used to what was the question how to talk through an argument okay, without yeah. shouting with your okay. partner i basically used to shout all the time and i'm not saying that my partner just in general life growing up, it was just sort of how you deal with You just with had a bad arguments. attitude. Yeah, I had a bad attitude. <laughs> I was probably unhappy with myself. 
you know, growing up as a teenager and then I would, you know, argue with my brother, my mum and dad and I'd shout and I shouted all the time and that was just part of, it just felt normal to raise your voice and shout. And then over, as years sort of went on, I was looking to see how I could like better myself and I was in a happier place. I've got to admit I was more comfortable and happier in sort of like my own skin. So I, I definitely think that helps, but it's still no excuse to be, I believe, a shouty person. For me now... A shout, the shouting for me is the worst, worst, one of the worst traits ever. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely you said that to me since hate got, it, you, hate it, hate it. You said to me it. it shows somebody with no skills. Yeah. So basically, I was listening, and there's, if you've not already heard of him already, a guy called Tony Robbins. I was listening to him. We from, love you, Tony. Love Tony. I was listening to him from basically like late teens to early twenties, and I continue to listen to him um, going forward. But basically, what I learned, and I think it was on one of his um, audios or books or whatever it was from. Um, It was basically that it was about losing control. And if you, if you shout, you're basically, you've lost control of yourself and uh, change can happen in an instinct. So whether you, whether it took you 10 years to get to the point of change or five years or six months, the actual change in yourself happens in an instinct. Mm. It doesn't take you five years to make the change. It makes you takes you five years to get to the point of wanting to change, and then something will flip, and you'll then make a change. Okay. And I basically was like, I hated it. I hated myself. I was shouting, shouting, shouting. And then one day, I was like, right, I've made this change. I'm never going to shout again. And I'm actually going to assess the other person in the situation. And then I started to see, like, let's say I was having an argument with my brother or whatever. I could see them shouting and raising the voice. And I used to look at them and, you know, I was cool and I was just chatting. And I could see them losing the mind and losing the control and they're getting irate and the blood pressure's going up. And I was like, you're just losing control of yourself in my you head. Said, you said <laughs> that like, to me a few times. Ha- is, there a, is there anything like, worse than someone when you, you want to shout and you want them to shout back than them not I was shouting? Like, you have just lost in my head. Like you have just lost. You can't even control your own body. Like, <laughs> you weak little man. <laughs> and I elevated myself, and that does sound harsh. And I do say it with a bit of jest because we've all been there. And yeah. It isn't easy and other, you know, factors can come in, you know, whether you're happy in yourself or what. And I can but hands on my heart say, Jack has never, ever, ever once shouted at me. He, you are so emotionally equipped like that. Yeah, I mean, I only just learned it. I decided to make the change and I implemented it. And that, and I could, you made you this change before same, we were together. You still get the same feelings. Like if something really, you know, pisses you off or something gets you stressed up, you, you can feel your like natural subconscious or conscious body like, Getting into a state of aggression. You must be going like, into the garage uh, and just uh, screaming. Yeah. It gets you into a state of I'm getting angry. Yeah. But I have control over it. I'm like, and I and I and I just flip it. And I'm like, you know, I'm really proud of the fact that I can control it. Mm-hmm. And I think of how I was in the past, and I hate it. And I look and I go, God, you know, I really wish I could have changed that. I just absolutely hate it. It all and, by, by you doing that as well by having somebody who, let's say, I think I'm like a million miles away from where I was when we first got together as well. 100%, with, we're yeah. both very. When we have a bicker, we get over it very fast now, don't we? Yeah, we've. Whereas we've, it used to have could have gone on for a couple of days. Yeah, because I, I wanted to carry ultimately, on. Ultimately, it's about. We we you need someone to put out the you fire. You have like the yeah. You have the empathy and you have the understanding of each other. And we both understand we're in love with each other. We both want the best for each other. Um, 
And sometimes it can just happen. And the, the key is to have the empathy and the understanding and thinking like, why are they like this? So let's say if Tay, I don't know, had a shit night's sleep and she's tired and then she has an outburst and says something that, you know, at that point, you naturally, I don't know, I'm just saying, or maybe it's me and I'm tired or whatever and I say something. Um, at the other, naturally, you could say something back and then you both know you're escalating it. Yeah. But if you understand and go, okay, right, this person's tired, you know, my wife's tired. She, and you just understand the situation before you then just try and diffuse it. And the more you sort of doing it, you start thinking like, oh, yeah, that's actually really clever. And then you do the same and you're like, okay, I can tell he's tired. He's just, I don't know, maybe he's snapped or a bit ratty or whatever the situation is. It's just having an understanding of the other person because uh-huh. ultimately... We are just like human beings. It's impossible to wake up and say, I'm going to be level 99% happy all throughout the day. I'm never going to have a crap piece of the day. I'm never going to snap. I'm never going to be tired. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So you just got to work around that. And by you not shouting, at the end, everybody just wants the argument resolved. Not necessarily in the moment, but that is the outcome that everybody wants. And by you... Being the person who's not shouting when somebody is, everything gets resolved so much quicker. Yeah. And also as well, I think when someone else is shouting and you've now got control of your situation and, and you're not shouting and you can see it and you can feel what's going on, then try and diffuse the other person shouting as well. Like, you know, yeah. come at it from a different angle or say something but not nicer. In a, not in a way where it's like sarcastic or anything like that. It's actually got to be like from a genuine place. Like, look, I want to resolve this. Do you want to resolve this? Yeah, you know what winds people up and you yeah. know how you can speak. Just try and flip it in the other way. I think it was, uh, again, Tony Robinson, it's change your perception or your procedure. So if you keep doing the same procedure, you don't, you know, shit's going to go down. So just try and come at it a different way. So 100%, love that. Okay. Okay, next one. Been with my boyfriend for five years, have a child together. We still don't live together and no engagement or anything. I'm just feeling rubbish about it. I have hinted and mentioned marriage, but I don't want to mention it too much so it feels forced. I've been in two long relationships and I've never taken the natural steps forward and I'm feeling like I'm not good enough. What would you do? Did you want to go first with this? Um, yeah, I think you've also, you've already got that level of commitment in your life where you've got a child together. Um, Like that's the biggest commitment you could really ever have. But like five years together, you wanting and and no engagement and those kind of things. Have you actually had that? I know you've mentioned it, but have you actually sat down and had a conversation where you're like, look, we've we've got a child together. We've been together for five years now. This is how I want things to progress in our relationship. Are you wanting those same things as well? Because I don't want to feel like I'm like having to hint it because that, then it doesn't feel natural and it doesn't feel nice. But I would just want to check that we're on the same page with where we're actually both wanting to go. Because he could be just waiting for like money, like you were for yeah, exactly. like, proposal. He could be wanting to do it in a certain way that's like he might see, look, I could do it. I could do it right now. But I know it wouldn't be how she would want it to be. So I'm waiting and so he could be feeling like that. And you're thinking, oh, he just doesn't want me. But he could be thinking, I want he this could, to yeah, be. Yeah, he could be coming up with like a plan of what he wants, but then thinks like, I've got to do this or save this money or do this. And yeah. it could it could be overwhelming in terms of the financial aspects. I always think anything to do with marriage and engagement. Yeah, and especially now, especially right now. a lot, especially of, right lot now. of pressure to that. So it maybe does. a good 
I just think you've got to chat and make sure that you're both wanting the same things in the long run. And then I feel like you have to leave it in a way that, you know, I'm not saying leave it 10 years because I do get it. Like if you, if you naturally want things to progress and to move on and it's not happening, you're not getting what you want out of a relationship and, and, and out of life. And you need to have that. Um, but I do think if you just make sure that you're on the same page and that you both actually want that and that is going to happen, but it's a case of when the time is right for all of those other outside circumstances, then I think you'll feel a lot better because you could be feeling like, it's not nice for you to feel like, um, I'm not feeling like I'm not good enough, but he could be thinking what I could do right now isn't good enough for her. So yeah, totally agree with that. I would. I think have, that's the only thing and the best. Yeah, thing I would have do. a communicate like again, communicate good communication because um, you know you, after that conversation he might have something planned or he might want to take the pressure off. Um, I think ultimately, if you're happy and the relationship's going really, really well, then that is what matters the most. You know, there's some people that are married and they've got the marriage, but then they're unhappy. So, do you know, if you know, you've got a great partner and life's absolutely great. That's a really good point, actually. Have, then, you know, you've got absolutely everything going for you and the relationship. So I wouldn't, right. you got to, I would say as well, like mention to your partner, like why you want to get married, why it means a big thing to you and explain that to him as well. Yeah. So I think yeah. he would, he would understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I think we'll finish on this one. Um, well, actually, we've got two. Okay. How to know if you're asking for too much in a marriage <clears throat> or if they're not giving you enough? Okay, who's going to go with this one? You you start. Okay, sorry. Can you just repeat that? I'm so, so bad at understanding how these. to know if you're asking for too much. This person wants to know if they're basically asking for too much in this marriage or they're not giving you enough. Like, is she asking for too much by what she wants or is the partner just simply not giving enough in that relationship? Does that make sense? Yeah, okay, I guess this is quite a broad statement and we don't have all of the information and knowledge, but there was something that I listened to the other day that was really that really hit me. You home. are like mindset right. guru. <laughs> I feel like I'm with Tony Robbins himself. No, it really, really hit me and and I and I think I'm gonna implement some more. Ladies, of this you need a man to... who's doing his personal development. So basically Because even if you're very <laughs> under personally developed, they can teach you something. So basically I think it was Jay Shetty, actually. I think he mentioned something to do with, um, like, you can spend time with your partner, but time doesn't mean energy. Yeah, it was this. insane. So basically, what you can do is you can think in your head, right, I spend every evening with my wife and we watch Netflix together. But really, your energy isn't there because you're on your phone, your missus is on your phone. It's sort of... It's time, it's, it's time, but it's not quality time. It's time, but it's not quality time. You're not actually exchanging energy. And then you wonder why you, your wife at the end goes, like, you know, I don't we know. We haven't spent any time together. We haven't spent any time together. And, this is, and this is conversation con we've had. Yeah, and, and we're confused because we're like, I've spent a week with you. Now I'm going to go out on Friday. How it's dare you go time. out with the lads? You've but not really, spent any time with me. You've not exchanged energy. If you were to go and, I don't know, do something where you'd, it doesn't have to be involving money. It might be something that she really likes. Maybe I take Tay. Maybe go on a walk or something where cooking you know cooking a meal together, cooking, cooking a meal, and together. you you know you're exchanging energy because you're having to do something together. Um, that really hit home, and I was like, yeah, you know, we've been in times with that where I have spent time with you, but I've not actually given you my energy. 
100%. So that's eye-opening. But sorry, can you just repeat the question one so more So basically, time? she wants to know whether she's asking for too much or whether her partner's just simply not given enough. Um, well, I don't fully know how to answer that. but I, I've got a good baseline for this one. I just personally think that in life, you do have a certain criteria of what you want in a person, right? Or in a relationship, you know what makes you happy. You know what keeps you like committed to the relationship. You know what makes you feel fulfilled in your relationship and therefore like fulfilled in life and everything. And I think if you've, if you're, if your partner's not hitting that, then, and this is a really broad statement to make and it's the extreme, okay? So because we don't know all the answers, but I'll talk about this in an extreme way, is that if they're not hitting everything and you've spoke to them, communicated with them, you've said to them, look, this is what I need from a relationship. Like you have personal needs with inside a relationship. And if your partner's not able to fulfill them, then, then you have to question, is this the right partnership for me? It could have been the right partnership five years ago. People grow, people change. Some people grow, some people stay the same. It's just like what happens, like relationships can last seasons or you know years and rather than forever, that's just a thing. And I just think you have to, if you have been that person who's really communicated with your partner and tried to get those things out of them and you're not receiving them anymore, then I would be questioning whether that relationship still is like serving you and also serving that person because I always think in a relationship that most likely and you hear of this with like you know I've heard of this with women who are in a relationship and they're really not happy and when I've been speaking to them I'm thinking maybe a partner's not happy either. And they're thinking their partner's gonna be really upset if they're gonna like finish the relationship or they're thinking in that way. But actually when you're not happy in the relationship, the, the high chances are that your partner's not happy as well. Absolutely, yeah. Like the high chances, even if you think that they're just, they're happy, you know, they get into work, they have the beer, they have the dinner, they go to bed. Like you think they're pretty happy, but you're thinking in your head, I'm not happy. Chances are they're not the happiest person they can be either because it's that energy thing. If you've not got the energy with your partner and you're not having great times together and stuff, like they're probably not happy either and they could be happier. Yeah, I also think, Basically, what has helped served us is having an understanding of your partner. So there's things that you do for yourself. There's something that your partner does for yourself mm -hmm. and there's something that you both do together. And having an understanding of that and working out a balance, you will literally be a million times happier. So Tay completely understands that I have certain things, certain needs that must be met. And in order for you to be they like I must have for me to be my happiest so they would be to be like going to the gym or going to football a couple of times a week or in the past I was like having piano lessons or guitar lessons or and then it would have to be like you know an evening out or something to do with the the lads at some point um and Tay actually encourages all of those things and we make sure there's plenty of time for those things and there's things that Tay wants to do. But then when we are then together, mm. I am bringing the, my absolute peak self because I'm happy. I've, because you filled your cup. I've, fulfilled, I've filled my cup and now I'm ready to uh, you know, share the overflow with Tay in an absolute peak state. I'm content. I've been to the gym. I've done this. I've done all the things that I want to have done for myself. And you're I not think then a lot given of the, you're not given you're you're not given the rest of you to me. You're given yeah, the best of you to me. And it took us. I mean, it, we didn't get this 
off exact. Like we worked it out. I'd and we say it took three years. It, we worked it out like, you know, there was clashes and so on, but the more you understand and then you're like, okay, the, the more happy you'll be. And, and we sort of sussed that out. And um, yeah, I would say a lot of people, how it works is, or is they'll go, well, you're like, you're not going to football or you're not doing this. Or if you start getting into that and then you're taking away what your partner wants to do, or maybe they'll say the same. They'll like, never be happy with, with you when you're friends. together. Then you're both sort of stopping off each thing that makes people happy. And then you're both trying to be happy home, together. And it's just both not sat at home and you're both not content because you've not got yourself, you know, really happy. And now you, you've got to be happy with each other. when really you're just winding each other up. You're both in a like mm. lack of lack state and you just, you're just forcing it and you can get into a spiral of just, yep. you know, knocking each, um, 100%. people from doing things. So. so I think this really comes down to communication, communicating those things. I'm sure you've like hundred percent sure that you've already done this, but it's always worth a last chance as well. Just to say to them, look, these are the things I really need. Be dead serious with them and say, these are the things that I, I really personally need in a relationship. Look, can we work on these things together? You know, can we work it out? There's, there's maybe things that they need from you as well. Maybe even in order to give you those things. Um, yeah. And then I think it's just a case of working out whether, like you say, they are just not a person that's going to be able to give you that. And that's what you need. And therefore, this partnership maybe isn't going to be f forever or continue. Or you can try and work it out. But the, the key is communication. Yeah, and communication the, the is key is key. communication, never in an argument. If there's ever something serious that you want to say, don't say it in the argument because it will literally... Refer back to point one. Don't <laughs> shout. Yeah. It will never be taken seriously if you say it in an argument ever, ever. It has to be like, can we have a chat? Which is like the worst feeling ever. But it's, it's just got to be yeah, done. Yeah, just keep, keep communicating like communicate at the start communicate in a few months time you know keep going communication is ultimately the key yeah and when absolutely. two people and you know want to improve their relationship together it should be absolutely fine yeah okay and i think we'll finish up there yeah I think how long has that podcast been i think so that wasn't as um i'd say light-hearted and no, I think fun. there was some really good advice there. But it was fun and, for us. And, and I think there's there's people out there who are in like challenging relationships or who aren't happy in relationships. And there could be a little nugget there for them. Yeah, hopefully that creates... And it's just not always got to be laughy-jokey. Like life isn't... It's not all yeah, a laugh and a joke. I people suppose. need some serious advice as well. And I, do you know what? I do think we're good at giving advice. I don't think you're good at taking it, but <laughs> I'm joking. You really, really yeah. are. I don't like giving out advice unless anyone asks. I'm definitely not someone that... You're not an unsolicited I would never advice. go up to someone and say, hey, this is how you live your life. So I, I don't feel like I'm in a position to do that. If someone asks, I'll give them some advice. Yeah, and then I'll add in my so two pence That's well. the only reason I ask them. Yeah. But anyway, yes, I hope, we hope you you've enjoyed, enjoyed that podcast. Yes, that was GG Dilemmas. And feel free to send those kind of things in at any time. And if we're ever doing another one of these kind of Dilemmas um, podcasts, then we will definitely try and answer them. But the next one is going to be very exciting because Ooh, we, we are doing GG Confessions. So that will be live. Ooh, <laughs> this has been highly, highly requested, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I actually wasn't part of the GG confession, so I don't really know what's going on with that. Yeah, I think you're going to find some of them a little bit uncomfortable because oh, it's going no. to be like... I'm someone as well that goes like, I go red easily, like in a situation. Joe, if, I do not. Joe, if like more than I'm in a, I don't know, I'm out with more than two people and two people look at me at the same time. <laughs> I just go, oh my God. 
And I start like sweating and going red. And then everyone's like, why are you going red? And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> You've got a lot better with that. I, yeah, I, it's a fear I've had for about 10 years. I can even feel myself going red now, actually. You know, we're both quite naturally, I, I um, hate to say it, we are naturally quite anxious people. Yeah. We're both Pisces. So that what I'm saying is, is if Tay reads out a question that's, you know, a little bit naughty and it just hits that spot. <laughs> a little bit naughty. You might see me going red, not red, red, not red. But anyway. Yes, we, I'm excited. It it's going to be a lot of very girl talk, but it'll be nice to have the male perspective on it as well. But also, Come we on. are going to share one of my biggest confessions, personal confessions. Oh this God. is something that you, you wanted to share. You what? wanted to share it not long ago on stories. You're like, oh, can we tell them about that? Story? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a great story. You know actually. what happened yeah, I'm in the car? I'm excited to tell tell Tay's story about. I am not afraid. A... I am not afraid. Yeah, of like, why don't we get a few of those? I, there's quite a lot of stories like that. Why don't we? That's get a, few a long of those? one. That's a long one. This is like my most embarrassing story ever. Yeah. The thing is, I don't actually get embarrassed, but that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Overshare. It, it was an absolute mess. Right. Well, don't give anything else away. No. Because we will see you for the next one. GG Confessions. Thank you again yes. for listening. Thank you for Thanks watching for listening, guys. if it's on YouTube. Yes. Have Love you guys. a lovely day. Love Bye. you. Bye.